Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And that there is Jason Buck. Of course, he is on uh, communication with us via telephone for the simple reason that there's some coronavirus going around. So Jason has been in Florida. Don't really want to touch him. Breathe on him. <laughs> Definitely don't want Good to kiss. Disney World for a few days. Do not want a kiss from Jason. Yeah. So he's he's quarantined away from the old studios. And uh, <clears throat> so there's this whole... Um, uh, idea and a story was written in the kslsports.com about some of these schools considering leaving because of the economic disparity that uh, the Pac-12 faces with uh, other conferences. So, and these are these are kind of the big the big programs. You've got Oregon, who, by the way, won the football cha- conference championship, the basketball conference championship, and both the men's and women's. Definitely the major sports in in those uh, respective fields, and they're like, we have this, we have this national power, but you know we want to get out of it. We we can't compete with these other conferences if we're in a financial um, limitation that they don't have. And the other school that that considered this was USC. So my question to you: Where does that leave Utah? What if this oh, happens? I mean, well, if a couple of those teams left, I mean, it would just just about destroy the pack. Well, be the Pac-10 then, say if two of them left, and that would really damage Utah because it damaged the whole the whole conference. I mean, they'd barely be Power Five. You know, they'd yeah, they'd barely, if anything, they'd be really close to dropping out of the Power Five. If they lost, you know, two or well, three. If they say they lost Washington, USC, and Oregon, you could argue they're not in the power five anymore definitely be close see i actually think that it would only take one school to leave the pac-12 and that would leave utah and the pac-12 in a bind and that's usc i think yeah i think the image the success usc would be the worst loss the yeah the image the success of the pac-12 is definitely hinged on usc and if usc is gone so is the the if you want the Pac-12, and 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 I don't think USC actually realizes how, and maybe they do, but they're just they just could be so good, and they're and they're so average. It's almost like it's almost like USC's playing down to its competition, 
and not and, right. It and really hurts just, them to have USC play that poorly. It does. It really, really hurts it, the Pac-12. It, it creates a bad image for the whole entire conference. Um, so, so it does. I, so with Utah, um, <clears throat> I think that Utah has an opportunity, and they have a window right now because I believe this is all cyclical. I think that the conference, the the play of football, it's all going to come back, and Utah's in in an. There's really a window. And the window basically says there is no dominant team in the South, and quite frankly, there's really not a dominant team in all of the Pac-12. So being the new kid on the block, per se, this is the best opportunity, maybe the only opportunity Utah really has to kind of uh, like shorten the gap that they've, they've had just, just because they're new and, they, and they, they, they haven't had the resources that these other schools have had. And so if – if in this time, which I think they've done a fairly decent job of, at this time they, they've become competitive, they've become relevant, they've become a team to reckon with and consider. And one, once you once you kind of break through that barrier, you start building this reputation in the conference and across the country, kind of like what Stanford did. They they found a yeah. way into into relevance in, in the conference, and I think they did it at a time when there really wasn't a dominant player Maybe Oregon was for a time, but um, if someone kind of figures it out in the conference and really becomes that dominant force, they could really, really kind of get a stranglehold on supremacy in the Pac-12. So I'm not sure that it's a bad thing for Utah in the sense uh, in, in, where it is right now. But if, if well, right now I think out of all those teams in the in the recent history, Utah's made really the in totality, the best moves of, you know, in the football program of, of, I think all the schools, right. I mean, they, their rise has been meteoric. It's, you know, the, with the stadium build out and the Olympics and, you know, everything just falling in line and the facilities and, you know, Kyle Whittingham doing a great job and, you know, they've been in the championship game two years in a row. I mean, they've just, they've made, all the right moves to to build their program. I mean, it's a young program as far as the Power Five scene, but I think they've made the best rise out of all the schools. They made, the, yeah, I, I know, would agree with that. I mean, you you look at like attendance, and Utah is one of the few schools in really in the country that hasn't had this slide in attendance. Uh, you think of the west, you think of the Western United States, and and who has better attendance than Utah? maybe Washington because they have more they have a larger stadium and BYU believe it or not actually draws more more people than Utah but Utah sells out and and has they 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 have all those things they've got the fan interest yeah they've got the coaching they've got the resources they're putting money behind recruiting so yes all of these things are actually happening for Utah in the Pac-12 as it as it stands right now I think I think really what maybe the message here is not so much that people want to leave the conference, but there there has to be um, a better strategy going forward of how to make the conference more financially stable. And, and well, it's kind of like uh, you know, I think I think there's a correlation between the Mountain West Mountain West going to that Mountain West network, you know, and leaving the national networks and being harder to watch and. And on on it's a huge mistake for the Mountain West. It looks like the you know Pac-12 network is a very similar issue with revenues and visibility and everything else. I mean, it's like the same kind of mistake. 
Well, what 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 you run into cuz cuz I was a part of conversations before Utah and when they joined the the Pac-12 conference. I was in the Crimson Club um board of directors and they were talking about how significant this relationship with the Pac-12 network was going to be. It was going to be a, a a financial windfall. And all the projections were out there that it was going to be this grand thing. The problem with the Pac-12 network, it's a brand new television network, right? So it doesn't have an audience. And the only people that are going to follow it are people in the Pac-12. When you have these, when you have an NBC or you have an ESPN or a Fox, those are national television brands who have millions and millions of followers. They have people that aren't even followers of the Pac-12 that follow college football that will watch a Pac-12 game. And the problem you have with these new networks is you don't you don't have the you don't have the the critical mass of built-in followers because I mean let's face it the Pac-12 conference although it claims to be the conference of champions is really the conference of Olympic sport champions the the championships that really draw people in in football and basketball it's not that conference it's far from it and so so right. I don't think they anticipated the challenge that they were going to get from, from uh, some of these other networks and, and, and also providers like direct TV just said, forget you guys. We're not, we're not putting you on our, our, uh, our offering. And I wonder if, if they didn't get direct TV, didn't get some pressure from some of these major networks to not do that because the pack, oh, absolutely. Is, you know, is in direct competition. And so, the the the, the Pac-12 would be better off to have some kind of relationship with these bi- these bigger networks as opposed to having its own its own uh, its own network because it it really is kind of a drain on a lot of the financial stability of the conference. Being I agree 100%. being a conference and being a network at the same time is is like two separate businesses and. And it's hard to keep both of them, and it is just. And you're going up against the big boys, and if you don't think those big networks don't influence things behind the scenes to crush somebody like the Pac-12 network or the Mountain West network, they do. Yes. Just like the '87 strike, when then those networks working with the NFL and bringing in the you know scab teams just crushed us is the players in 87 Sunday night football and, uh, Sunday night football on NBC is the top rated show on all of television. So, yep. so sports has a major impact on what we view and it's a, it's a, it's a powerful force and it's something powerful force. they pay attention to. And, and these new, these new contracts of uh, TV contracts, they're all, they always go up and there's always an interest and they, they recognize these networks, the power of, of how these, these sports influence um, what we watch, which ultimately pays the bills for them. So so sports is a big deal. All right. Yep. Uh, he's Jason Buck, and I'm Scott Mitchell, and this episode of Rivals is now over. We're powered by KSLSports.com. Find us on Facebook at the Rivals Podcast, Twitter at the Rivals Show. Thank you.